You're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. And we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, we're talking to our friend Marina Simeonova about running a triathlon as a beginner. Let's get to it. Uh, Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. Hi, Laura. Hey, Steph. Uh, we're really excited today, guys. We have our friend Marina Simeonova on to talk to us about triathlons. I'm really excited. Hi, Marina. Welcome. Hello. Hi. So <laughs> happy to be here. Thanks, guys, for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. So, Marina, do you want to tell us a little bit about your background with triathlon? Um, sure. Uh, I actually do not really have a background in triathlon. <laughs> um... I've I've been a pretty I guess lazy person all my life. I <laughs> I like to work out, but I never really did any intense physical activity. I loved skiing, but never anything too intense, I guess. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, this summer actually in April, I wanted to try something new, and um, I decided to join the McGill Triathlon team in Montreal. And, uh, yeah, so I'm a pretty novice person, but... (laughs) Oh, but give yourself some credit. You've done a triathlon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I remember when I saw your picture on Facebook, Marina posted a picture after her triathlon, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I had no idea. (laughs) It's so epic to me that you did that. You're right. I am awesome. (laughs) But really, like, what makes you think, oh, I'm just going to try something new. I'm going to try a triathlon. Um, I don't know. I I think, personally, I just, uh, every summer, I kind of have this, um, uh, I guess, every summer, I come up with a project where mm. I'm inspired by something and I want to try something new. So a few summers ago, I taught myself how to play the guitar by watching YouTube videos and... Mm-hmm. Uh, last, uh, the year before that, it was a language, so now it was just, um, so this year I kind of, I, one of my friends was on the team, and she was like, do it with me, and I thought it would be a good idea to just try something new. That's really awesome. Something to be obsessed with over the summer, I think. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. Steph and I are, like, such big fans of, of that. Goal setting and Trying new things and setting goals, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, of course. I wanted to ask, like, how does the McGill Triathlon team go about it? Is everyone on the team beginners? Do they put you through some kind of training, or is it just like a community? Okay, so what's really awesome about the McGill Triathlon team is that um, anyone can join. So um, it's it's ba- it could be students, it could be staff, it's people from the community. Hmm. There are people who love the team so much that they commute. Uh, an hour every morning to practice and an hour back to go to work because they just love being part of the team and then they love everything everyone and all the coaches are so great so um, anyone can join you don't have to be an expert I mean I definitely wasn't Um, a lot of people um, join because they uh, have just stopped playing a varsity sport or Mm. maybe they didn't have time for the varsity sport and um the Miguel Triathlon is it's not mandatory to go to all the practices 
Um, okay. So it's what you can do. So a lot of people f- find wherever it fits with their schedule. So mm. that's really great about it. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Cool. So I have to ask then. So swimming, biking, or running, <laughs> which one is your favorite? And is there one that maybe you struggle to find motivation to uh, to practice that? Okay, so what's great about the triathlon is that um, – Okay, so compared to, let's say, marathon training or half marathon training, you're running pretty much every day. And, um, for example, when I was training for the recent half marathon, I was getting kind of sick of running every day. <laughs> but, with, <laughs> but with triathlons, you switch it up all the time. So even if you have two practices a day, one could be running in the morning, but then you go swimming at night. So it doesn't really feel like you're doing – so much activity or it doesn't feel mm. as intense and mm. uh like i said a lot of people come with backgrounds for example someone could have been an olympic swimmer i don't know or <laughs> could have been on uh the cross-country team so a lot of people have favorites based on that but because i didn't i've never really done any of that stuff except i was a lifeguard once <laughs> um <laughs> I like them and I hate them equally. <laughs> so when it gets tough, you you don't like them so much. But uh, the rewards are all all the same. Yeah. That's a great answer. That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, I was expecting a really politically correct response uh, by the way you started, but that was very. That real. was hilarious. So you, there's no one <laughs> that you dread more than the others. You're saying? No, I don't think so. I when I started. Uh, I had a lot of trouble trouble with the swimming, I think, at first, and mm. I know a lot of people do just because it's um, it's the least intuitive one. I mean, people go running every day or whatever for exercise, and everyone, well, most people know how to ride a bike, right? Um, but not everyone goes swimming so often, and mm. I think that's why it's a bit tougher. So I had a little bit of trouble with the swimming at first, but. Um, the swim coach at McGill was so great that, uh, I really, I really, really tried to come to every practice. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um, then during the race itself, like, I'd love to hear what your experience was like. Was there anything that didn't go as planned and (laughs) did you have trouble with any stage in your personal race? Yeah, so I did the um, Toronto Triathlon Festival uh, sprint distance um, race this year, mm-hmm. and the sprint distance is the smallest of all the triathlons. I just wanted to try it out, mm-hmm. um, and so I signed up for it thinking, all right, it's going to be in the middle of July, it's going to be beautiful, and right. I'm going to be ready for it, like, it's summer, I love triathlons it's gonna be great (laughs) but what ended up happening happening it was hot all the way up until that friday and then it was a torrential downpour for the race (gasps) and it was so cold uh usually they cancel the race um or usually they cancel the swim portion um if the water is below 13 degrees but i think the water temperature was just above that, maybe 13.5. Lucky you. (laughs) So they didn't cancel it, and all the athletes, uh, I think they were on the same brainwave as me, so 
none, no one really brought their wetsuits, which is something that you <gasps> need for really cold water. So they all ended up renting them out and buying them, and those things aren't, they're not cheap. They're, no. they're pretty pricey. And so I did not, there was, no one had any wetsuits left. All of the wetsuits were rented out or either bought out. So I was, um, I was one of three girls without a wetsuit on race day. Oh no. And I remember walking up to the dock, uh, because the swim portion is first and it was just pouring rain and everyone was standing by and, um, the announcer guy who, um, who, um, who uh, starts the race? Right. I remember him <laughs> taking the microphone and saying, "Look at that brave young woman without a wetsuit." <laughs> and you're like, "Um," <laughs> and I was just like, "This is nope. just not great." And then you get into the water and you have to tread water for two minutes before they blow the whistle or the gun. Really? And, yeah, and I, you know, couldn't feel any. My, oh. my entire body and the girl beside me was just going you know just think of warm beaches and hot chocolate <laughs> and fuzzy socks and I was just like shut up shut up shut up <laughs> oh my goodness I don't... well at least at least you're like that allows you to calm your pre-race nerves and get more into the mindset of like, will this race just start already so <laughs> yeah, that I can exactly. warm up? Once you start swimming, you warm up pretty fast, so um, so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> yeah. Did it did it work out okay in the end? Like, were you? I mean, obviously you're okay, um, but yeah, I'm obviously okay. Yeah, it was. So yeah, it was raining during the swim part, and uh, the bike part was was pretty bad because you could see anything in front of you because there was so much rain it was just a wall of rain and then in the last 50 meters of the run just the very very last portion of the race uh, the race the shun the, the shun the sun shone and it was just a blistering hot day so at least we saw the sun for a bit of it you're like um that could have been useful maybe an hour ago exactly exactly i just i just kept thinking why didn't we start the race two hours later? Yeah. Why did exactly. But, yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> That's a funny story now, but I'm sure at the time it was not that funny. You know what? It's, you know, it can only be better now, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, in addition to a wetsuit, um, I've heard that triathlon can actually be quite the investment. Like, what kind of equipment do you need? Yeah, it it definitely is pricey. So I, um, my little birthday treat to myself this summer was um, I got a, a racing bike, Ooh. and um, yeah. So you you don't need a racing bike to do a triathlon, but um, I've never really had a bike like that before, and I decided to spoil my myself. Yeah. But um, yeah. if you're just starting up for a triathlon, you actually don't need to buy a super super expensive ten thousand dollar bike like the bros pros have i just uh got a super good deal on kijiji i got a Mm. little road bike on on kijiji and you can get something really really good for less than five hundred dollars that will serve you hopefully for a long time right um yeah so other than that um you just need your bike and your running shoes, and uh, you're good to go. And I guess I have a 
usually people wear tri-suits. Um, mm-hmm. Although you, again, you don't need one. A lot of the people, um, actually some of the people at the race that I saw were wearing shorts and t-shirts. Um, but in the transition zone, so the, the zones that they allocated for um, switching between swimming and biking and biking and running, um, you try to be as quick as possible. So right. I have a tri suit, which is just um, like a spandex suit that you can use for all three, which is really yeah. handy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have seen those. Huh. So I wasn't sure. You can use that for the swimming portion as well as the other two? Yep, exactly. So it's just basically like a, a tight jumper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's made out of the material that uh, dries out really fast. So once you're biking... Um, technically okay. you should be dry, but if there's rain, you're probably won't be. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's awesome. Well, that, that answers all of my chafing questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was probably like running after a swim. Yeah. So was, like my worst chafing. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense, but those, I don't, those suits are magic. I, it's made out of dolphin skin. I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh jeez. I don't, I, <laughs> um and what about the uh the wet feet in the running shoes is that oh yeah like, how do you, how do you yeah get so that? they uh so usually uh, uh when you're switching between bi- uh, swimming or biking or whatever mm-hmm. um so between swimming and biking you're switching from no shoes to uh, clip-on shoes for your bike yeah. and mm-hmm. um normally you don't wear socks with those anyway um, okay. And then after that, you are switching between those shoes and running shoes, and at that point, you're you don't even feel your legs anymore, so you don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's so funny. But I, <laughs> you don't even. Uh, I have always been so fascinated, though. I remember watching a TV program when I was really young about the switching between at the at a triathlon like going in the transition zone like that must be yeah. so exciting but I oh my gosh stressful. it's so fun we even at uh with uh mtc the mcgill triathlon club we did um a lot of drills where you um uh where we practiced um sw- uh putting on right. and off the helmet and the shoes so mm-hmm. uh one of the drills was um unclipping clipping the helmet on as fast as possible or as many times as possible for 30 seconds so yeah so I think my coach's record was 10 times for 17 seconds or something like that putting on the yeah it's it's really fast and um there's a lot of videos on YouTube that you can see of pros that have um um that have lost time during the transition zone because they didn't set up their helmet properly yeah. Really? Wow. That's yeah. so interesting. So I guess in the pros, they, they do it in like seconds. They're in and out of the Yeah, zone. exactly. Yeah. That's why they tell us, uh, really set up all your stuff beforehand. So once you get out of the water, everything is just good to go. You just throw it on yourself and you just go right. so you don't waste any time. Yeah. Um, uh. yeah. So if you look at the pros transition times, they're less than 30 seconds. Some of them, that's they're, crazy. they're really, really fast. Wow. That's so, I mean, I love, it's like watching um, at a race car track when they do the, (laughs) 
the switch exactly. of all the tires and stuff. Yeah, exactly. What? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I wanted to ask you on a slightly unrelated note. Um, did you make any changes to what you were eating when you started training for a triathlon? Were you? Okay, so that is something I'm still working on um, mm. because I'm a huge foodie, yeah. and uh, with training so much, especially if, since I haven't been training so much before that, um, with training so much, your metabolism increases, and all you want to do is just eat and eat and eat, mm. you just keep eating, and I justified it as in, ah, it's fine, I'm working out so much that it's probably fine what I eat. Um, but you know, diet is really important when you're training and when you're exercising. So I'm really trying to work on that. Um, and I have a really big sweet tooth, so it's definitely <laughs> hard, but what I've been, began to be more conscious of is, um, eating, um, before training or before working out and I've never re really used to think about that before right but f for example um if practice is at six you probably want to have uh, a good meal uh, maximum three hours before that so not after that because then your um your your stomach would be too full um, but if you're really, really hungry before practice, at least have half a banana or a protein bar half an hour before that, if you're mm. really hungry. Um, so yeah, I never really thought about food before working out or training. And I, now I'm, I feel like I'm always conscious of it, what time I'm going to be working out and what time I need to eat because you don't want to eat too much, but you don't want to eat too little. Right. Um, because then you wouldn't have enough energy. Hmm. Yeah, it must be a fine balance. Because mm -hmm. you, you also want to eat foods that are going to give you, like, lasting energy, right? Not just exactly. things that are going to... Exactly, yeah. So um, probably not anything acidic, so maybe not apples or, I don't know, lemon juice. <laughs> um, <laughs> because you are going to be building up lactic acid and all that good stuff. When, oh, that's so uh, interesting. Yeah. So something like a banana or a protein bar or... Um, a yogurt or something like that probably good. Awesome. Cool. So uh, for anyone listening, what would you say is the most important thing for people to know if they wanted to train for a triathlon? Um, I think it's probably going to be to have fun because <laughs> if, no, I know it sounds cliche, but if you're not enjoying what you're doing and if you're not having fun while you're training or you're running or swimming then you're not going to be motivated to wake up at six o'clock yeah. in the morning to go to practice or um to go swimming or running and um yeah I think um I think that's it I mean I I definitely wouldn't have been able to get up if I didn't like the team or if I wasn't enjoying what I was doing so um, I say go for it and it's so so rewarding and I really wish everyone could could do it with me I mean people always say oh my gosh it's so intense what you're doing but it really isn't I don't um, I don't think of it as a intense sport it's I'm not I don't really think of it as I'm competing against other people even though I know what it is I'm sort of competing with myself and my own 
goals and my own scores. So right. in that way, it's just it's just about having fun. Oh, amazing. So what would you say then is your big, scary, audacious goal for um, for next year uh, for triathlon or even for the next year? Yeah. Um, so I just uh, I just did the half marathon in Toronto Ooh. and I would love to do the full marathon um, next year at some point, maybe the Winterman marathon in February. Um, but triathlon wise, I really want to be able to do the half Ironman by the end of next summer, but I'll take it as I go and I'll see how far I go. Yeah. um, Marina, Marina just started a master's program this fall. So you've been, you've been dealing with a lot of other stuff. So maybe triathlon has been on the back burner for a, (laughs) for a little bit. I'm just trying to get settled into things and hopefully I'll uh, I'll join the U of T team um, in January, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of pumped for it. I, I love being in a team environment. It just it's so much more motivating, and right. um, yeah. Do you think? Um, I don't know if you know about this because if someone wanted to join a triathlon team, do you know? Uh, do you have to be part of the school, or do you um, do you know of so anyone? I don't know how team? it works for. Toronto, but I know for McGill, uh, you didn't have to be part of the school. There's oh, a lot cool. of people from the community. There was um, there were staff members too. Uh, I, the cafeteria lunch lady was uh, on the team. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, there's there's um, an older gentleman who lived on the South Shore and who commuted an hour every morning to to get to practice and then oh he commuted goodness. back because that's where he worked he worked where he lived so it just goes to show you how how dedicated people are and that you know it's possible I used to think that I would never be able to get up at 6 a.m for any reason no matter what it is other than my house my house being on fire but I <laughs> <laughs> And the summer practices at six thirty, so you you can't miss out. You gotta you gotta wake up for it. So that's to me. That's just I don't know about you, Laura, but I'm listening to this and I'm like, wow, like I'm so inspired, Marina. Like I just I love <laughs> yeah. I just love because you're you know you're speaking to me. I would not get out of bed <laughs> no. at six a.m. for for <laughs> love or money, but um, but I don't know. It's 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 really cool to set a goal like that and to just. I don't know, it must be, you say it's rewarding, and I just, I can't imagine how rewarding it is, like, to, to have set that goal and to have completed it. It's, just... it's so awesome, and you say it's inspiring, but um, I was, I'm personally just really inspired by uh, the people on the team who mm. who are just, who've been doing this for years, and they're also in really hard programs, and um, engineering and nursing and medical school. There's some people who are residents even right. or MDs and they find time in their schedule to come and swim, you know, for swim three kilometers, you know, every two days. So, and also the people there's, I didn't know this, but the people at the race the summer, mm-hmm. um, and this is what I found the most inspiring is, uh, there were the paratriathletes. So oh, right. they were, yeah, there was um, people with visual disabilities and 
they were blind and they were doing the triathlon beside me and they were doing they were doing much better than I was to be honest <laughs> um and that is just I mean I those people are so inspiring and I I can't even imagine training for something like that but um yeah I, I couldn't believe it there was they had their um they were attached to someone who wasn't visually impaired with by a string the entire time. Okay. Um, so, and they had different colored um, swim caps and different colored uh, attire, so you could tell who they were, so you so you didn't get uh, roped into their string while swimming or something. Right. Um, but honestly, they were so so inspirational, and if if anyone inspires me to. To keep going, it would it would definitely be that group of people. Oh my goodness! So they're sorry, they're tied to someone who is also doing the triathlon, or it's like a an yeah. Aid? So they have an uh, I, I guess I don't know what they're called, but I'm just gonna call them um, aids. I don't right. I don't know. So they're someone who is visually impaired, and um, they're competing. So they have a race bib and they have a a chip that follows them throughout the race. Um, but they're attached um, to a s- by a rope or by um, uh, some vel- Velcro thing right. to someone who can see and who can lead their way for safety wow. reasons. Yeah, and, and that, that was so cool. Yeah, and that person who can see, are they also a competitor or are they just sort of leading? Actually, I'm not sure. I think they were just leading, so mm. I think it was more for. Um, I'm not sure whether those people were provided to um, right. uh, the paratriathletes or whether they've been training with them all along. But it right. was so impressive. I had <sighs> I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, that's that's incredible. I I mean, we had a question on the list of questions we wanted to ask you, and one of them was, um, I know Laura, you you find inspiration in a lot of vegan athletes, right? Um, we've talked about yeah. Rich Roll on the mm-hmm. podcast and Brendan Brazier. Yeah. And we wanted to ask, you know, like, who who do you find inspiration from? But I feel like you've answered our question. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the, the paratriathletes are so inspiring, and there's so many different kinds of paratriathletes, and um, they're just incredible people, and uh, I just I look up to them so much. And yeah. the people on my team, like I said, I yeah. it's just so much easier, I guess, to it's it's always nice to um, look up to a pro triathlete and um, like Brendan Brazier and all those people. But when you're seeing something firsthand and you're seeing the improvements of your friends and uh, your fellow triathletes, like right before your eyes, and you're following their progress and you're with them at the race and you're with them at the finish line. Like that, that is something else. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I was, um, I think it was a Deepak Chopra quote uh, that I was reading um, in one of Tara Stiles' books last night. Mm-hmm. And um, it was about how to him it's not about motivation because motivation is so fleeting. It's about finding inspiration. And I feel like exactly. that ties in so nicely with the things that you've talked about. Um, in terms of finding things that really inspire you and that sustains you through something that most people wouldn't even consider doing because, <laughs> uh, let's be honest, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that really... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, I joined the team uh, in the summer, like I said, for 
just to try something new this summer and to feel be more healthy and you know just to try something else but and I didn't think I would I, I didn't think I would first of all last that long and I didn't <laughs> think I would uh, continue with it but now I'm just I'm so hooked I I would love to keep going with it and who knows maybe one day I'll complete the half iron oh iron my gosh. woman is what I'll call it <laughs> I, I I totally think you got it sounds like I love um, that idea when you talk about your seeing your teammates and watching the fact that they're in intense programs or their professors. Like I know I had a professor at McGill who he had done it with a few of his professor buddies, um, done <laughs> yeah. triathlons, um, and it just that's that's what's so cool to me is that these people are out there every day. They're not making excuses. Um, they're just fitting it into their busy schedules. Like they of all people could make excuses. Like you of, of all, all people. people. You, of all people, could make excuses. It's not like you're just sitting at home all day. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's I find that so cool. And it's like, it makes it seem a little bit more attainable, even though I'm still like, I don't know, try another one. <laughs> Do it. It's so worth it. Yeah, that's amazing. I um, think, Steph, we should make a pact. Let's just do a try a try. We should try. try. We should try a try? You should, should give do it a try. try. A try. Oh, give it a, yeah. give it the old college try. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. maybe. Can I say maybe? maybe. That- <laughs> yeah, you can say maybe. Because <laughs> that means I can still back out. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Marina, before we wrap up here, was there anything else you would love to leave us with, or anything else you're thinking about for the coming year? Um. I'm trying to think. Let me just uh, go through all these questions here you asked. So, um, uh, no, I think, I mean, I think I said everything I wanted to say. I mean, I, just like I said before, it's a lot of people think it's an intense uh, form of exercise, but really if you break it down, it's, it's my favorite three sports, really, mm. aside from skiing, but... You never really know. <laughs> that, that, that fits in. Um, so you can be a biath. Isn't isn't biathlon with the skiing and shooting? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. 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 You can do that next. <laughs> Actually, do you know there's a winter triathlons where instead of running, well, they run in the snow and then they skate and then they also cross country ski, something like that. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. cool. No swimming portion. That's, that's no swimming portion. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that will definitely be canceled. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah, a lot of people think it's a, it's a really intense, but it's, it's really not that it's, it's not intense. If you break it down into it's three different sports and you're not doing them all at once every day. And it's for me personally, it's so much better when, um, you have one practice in the morning that's, for example, running, and then in the evening you have swimming. It doesn't feel like you exercise twice a day. It just feels like you're doing a different activity, and it's 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 really, really fun. Um, it's so rewarding. I mean, I definitely complained a lot over the <laughs> summer about how hard it was and how much my muscles hurt, and my friends heard a lot about that. <laughs> There's a lot of Snapchats going around. Um, but it's, it's super, super rewarding and, and you can just call yourself a triathlete after. So yeah, that. <laughs> that's like most of it for me. That would be all of it. I'd be like, well, <laughs> you can't talk to me. What have you done today? 
Um, exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. So amazing. Um, well, thank you, Marina, so much for being on the show. We are endlessly inspired by you. And thank you for sharing what you know with all of our listeners, because I think they're going to just absolutely love it. Oh my so, god, no problem. I love what you guys do. You're so cool and uh, I I think you are promoting health and fitness and eating right and everything nice. So I <laughs> I just think you guys are doing a great job and I read your blogs from time to time. So uh, good on you. Oh, it's so sweet of you to say. Well thank you so much. Um and guys, if you have any questions for Marina that we didn't cover on the show, please feel free to get in touch on our blog or Twitter. Uh, we'll have links to some of Marina's stuff in the show notes so um, you can follow along there. So thank you so much, guys, for listening, and we will talk to you next time. So bye, Marina. Bye, Marina. Thank you. Bye, guys.